Welcome, everyone, to the OG Pod. Today, I'm here with Jordan McDonald. Yo, what's up? Peace, love, and soul. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so happy to talk to you, man. We met over a year ago, I think. Oh, yeah, we met a long time ago. It's been yeah. over a year and a half, probably. And you have been grinding on comedy here in Austin, which is the best place on earth to do it. We got the it really mothership is. opening up. It really up. is, yo. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. I got here July 2021. I was doing comedy in Atlanta a little bit. And I was looking for more stage time because this was around June 2021 when I was in Atlanta doing comedy. There was about four mics a week during that time. And I was looking for a place to get on stage more. And then I saw like news articles and news reports about Austin comedy popping up. And I was like, oh, I used to live in Austin. I got friends in Austin. I know oh, yeah? that city. Yeah, yeah. I've nice. been in and out the city since 2011. So oh, cool. I'm, I'm very familiar. So when I saw comedy was popping off out here, I you know, grabbed all my things and jumped out, back out here. And it's been it's been wonderful. Yeah, man, it's grown fast. I mean, I didn't even fast. do it. I'm like a, officially a fan at this point. Yeah. But I love seeing everything that is emerging. Yeah, it's comedy has never been this popular in Austin ever. And it's honestly like really insane to be a part of and to, you know, just watch how much it's growing and how how fast it's growing, too, because. Yeah. I've only I haven't been to New York yet for comedy or Chicago. I I started in L.A. and I've been to cities like Portland and Denver. You were just in Portland. Yeah, I was just in Portland. Uh, did a festival out there and did another run of shows. But everybody's looking at Austin is like, oh damn, you're you're in Austin. Like, because we got the vibe, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to get out here. That's yeah. doing comedy. Everybody that I meet, on or is the a road. fan of comedy, or is mm -hmm. a fan of like the community of comedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. Like, it's really like special and. It feels pretty magical to not only watch it, but be one of the people that's in it. You know, and we're lucky in that way. Booking shows and doing stuff in the city and outside of the city. Yeah, man. I do think there is something unique happening, and it's hard to say fully what it is. I like to say it's the cult of Rogan, but it really is, yo. It's. It, I mean, that's that was the, you know, the the domino that yeah. was that he was the. But domino this city's effect. always been freaking cool yeah it's always been a cool city but in regards to comedy it's it was one of those really smaller comedy scenes a few mics um i never did comedy out here prior to moving out here um back in july 2021 but i was familiar with a little bit of the comedy scene out here and i had went to open mics just to watch uh, i wasn't ready to i didn't feel like i was ready to start performing myself yet but it never was this big ever. I mean, just in downtown Austin, within a three-mile radius, there's at least like 10 places to do comedy, you know? How many dedicated places? There's three, Vulcan uh, Creek and, you got Vulcan and Mothership. Creek, uh, now Mothership, which is about to open up. Velveeta. Velveeta. Um, East Austin Comedy Club. I've never been there. Um, oh, it's wonderful. They do. Yeah. Awesome shows. Raza, shouts out, shouts out to Raza Joffrey and uh, Andre Riggs. They're doing something really fucking special. They do shows every night or? Except for Sunday and Monday, I believe, are the only two nights that they don't do shows. But Tuesday through Saturday, it's nonstop shows. And they're really good shows. The shows sell really well. The crowds are always fun. It's a very intimate room, low ceilings, um, very sexy. has a bunch of, like, red velvet curtains and stuff. Oh, cool. It's super-duper cool, yeah. Um, good aesthetic. Yeah, the aesthetic is nice, um, there, but there's so much, so many places are 
open to doing comedy now because they're seeing how pop- popular it is in the city. And that equals a lot of stage time and a lot of time to work and really create really good sets and polish your sets and, you know, really do the the comedy, the work part of being a comedian. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And I feel like comics just want to hang out and get high. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of Which them is, is and cool a lot of people, podcasting. you know, can get caught up into that and you know it is somewhat a part of it you know you got to hang out you got to meet people you got to know people you got to talk to people it's a lot of networking and you know who doesn't like to you know smoke a joint you know or drink you know a nice drink but sometimes people can get too caught up in that and forget this is actually a part of the job like yes we're here to have fun it's comedy it's fun it's supposed to be fun because that's we're just facilitating laughter laughter is fun but it's a business too and so I make sure for myself personally that I don't forget that. And I look at it yes. as a full-time job and, you know, try to, you know, do 40 hours seriously. a week, you know, yeah. because I mean, if you do 40 hours, a week, 40 hours a week at your company, you're going to grow in the company. You're doing good yes. at your job and, you know, dedicating to getting better to your job. You're going to get those promotions. It's the same in comedy, but you're your boss. I was, yeah. Point. That's the yeah. hard part is you're your boss. Yeah. And so, until you have fans, I, then they're your boss. Yeah, that's exactly. A good, that's a good that, thing. That's a good, that's a good thing an to have. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, it's you gotta, you just got to play the game uh, to the best of your ability because I'm, I'm not here to be a hobbyist and I'm not here yeah. to be an open micer for yeah. my entire career. I'm still doing open mics, but not as much as I used to because I've, been, I've put the 40 hours a week in every yeah. week for, you know, since I've started and it's been it's been really like moving, moving, moving. Like, all right, cool. Like, let's keep, let's keep doing it. Let's keep moving. Let's keep grooving. It's amazing how much progress you can make when you put 40 hours a week into something. And you've got a few things going. So you got yeah. Tunap with Daniel West. Yeah. You've got uh, comedy and you do some skits or? Uh, so I, I've been writing a lot of acting? skits and uh, doing, been working on some acting projects uh, with some of my friends out here. Um, I, I've been really like, focusing on uh kind of taking all my loves and putting it into stand-up though because i really love like fashion and clothes and stuff so i've been kind of treating a lot of my stand-up sets almost as if they're a fashion show too you know where something super duper fly gives the audience something really dope to look at and some really cool you know fabrics and stuff like that um and really kind of because comedy's in a rock and roll phase right now and Everybody wants to be a comedian. It's the coolest shit in the world to do right now. Yeah, but, cool. you know, I, I want to do my best to be somebody, a comedian that is really good, not only at stand-up, but brings a whole nother flavor to, you know, something that was traditionally just kind of like, oh, dress very plainly, you know, and, and be very, like, you don't want to take too much away from the writing right. or whatever yeah. and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And I'm like, no, it's, we're past that. It's yes. not the 80s and 90s anymore like we can totally. do way more with comedy and so yes i'm really like i really want to kind of be like that rock star energy in comedy and do something different but you know stay true to the craft of stand-up can you can you tell us more about this yeah like, man what, i mean what, how is it changing okay so we have this progression that yeah. i've learned from the show which i yeah. didn't know is you have like back in the day you ever hear of vaudeville yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So I didn't know what that was, but for people that don't know, it's kind of like like slapstick humor, yeah. very much like juggling, clowning around on stage, yeah. 
very much how would you describe that kind of humor i mean that i feel like that i feel like that's it's very performative but i feel like that's like the early era of comedy before the early era yeah the early era eras of comedy because the early era of com- if you look at steve martin's stand-up yes he's like the transition guy yeah from vaudeville to stand-up yeah 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 and, and i feel like steve martin you know he's one of the ogs and oh, a legend in comedy but at the same time and you're not going to really see somebody doing like Steve Martin type comedy these days because we're past that. Right. It's not going to hit the same at all. There's totally. not going to be unless it's Steve Martin himself. I feel like there's not going to be a stadium sold out to see a comedian be doing something like that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. even the culture moved on. The culture has moved on. And even with, you know, people, comedians like Richard Pryor, like, I mean, his comedy still slaps today, but at the same time, we're just in such a, a head. There's been so he was, you know, one of the like the second after right right after Red Fox, like biggest black comedian on the planet. You know, what? it was Oh, Red Fox was a black comedian? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What? You didn't know Red Fox was black? I didn't even know the name, I guess. I was thinking of yeah, uh from, who were those uh, guys like from the nineties, red and blue something? I'm thinking I'm gonna, of something totally yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Southern. Thing, yeah. I, but I know the name Red I'm, Fox. I'm, yeah, Red so Red Fox was I forgot he was like the 60 he was before richard pryor and he was for what he was saying back then it was you know wild as hell and he was cursing on stage and he was smoking a cigarette on stage um you know and it's interesting with black comedians like it used to only be like one was famous at a time it'd be red fox and then we had richard pryor then we had eddie murphy you know and but then the 90s came and then there was a whole like shift within you know like black comedy because you had stuff like uh like def jam you know you had uh i forgot what the room was called in la but tuesday night was like the black comedy night and they were doing crazy shows at i believe it was i'm gonna get this wrong it was maybe the comedy store or the laugh factory but right there on sunset though yeah but now like we're in a whole different generation of not only black comedians but comedians in general because now you have comedians like Hannibal Buress that really opened up yeah. the world to that that like, alt black. What is it? Well, because like do now, because he's, so, he's doing music and well, he's doing music, but also like if you just look at Hannibal's stand up when he you know first was like really blowing up, and you watch his specials from the 2010s and stuff. I haven't seen too much. Um, he generally doesn't do super duper well in black audience rooms, um, but he's a black comedian. He's a comedian who's black, but his humor. It was, it's not like the Def Jam type energy of comedy. You know, it's very different. It's, it's very goofy. It's very cerebral in a way. Um, yeah. But I he opened that. up the door for, oh, like we can have black comedians that, you know, aren't on like the Def Jam type energy and, you know, the whole like kind of hood humor, you know, uh, type stuff. Like there can be comedians like that. And so then that even Eric Andre, he opened up the door for that because, there's never been a black comedian that's been as extreme as Eric Andre like ever. But now he's opened up that door for more kind of all, you know, oh, we can show all different how many different types of black people there are in, you know, the world through stand up. You know, we're past like just doing the 90s Def yeah. Jam comedy because yeah. now we're in a whole different 
level and the and people want to say like this is comedy it's how it was in the 70s 80s yeah. 90s 2000s but it's always going to change it's yeah. always going to and that's the cool part because the more it changes the more opportunity there's going to be for different types of people because yeah. in comedy i don't feel like there's any competition there's no reason for me to compete with anybody because man. we're all different that's people so true. you know and just from my cultural background you know there's other biracial comedians like trevor noah Eric Andre, but Trevor Noah's South African apartheid biracial, you know, Eric Andre, he's Jewish and uh, Haitian, you know, from Florida. Uh, and I was, I was raised on a farm by a Vietnam war vet, you know, and my parents were both born in diversity 50s. helps comedy and not yeah. diversity in some stupid way where it's like, Oh, I need like every one of every skin color. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah like no, diversity in ideas, diversity yeah. in and experience up, and upbringing and, and upbringings yeah. and, and lifestyle parents and stuff and, and, you know, and siblings and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, Families. And I feel like the world's become, especially the world of comedy is becoming way more open to more ideas. And I don't, I, I, I don't believe in like the whole cancel culture thing. Um, but also, I don't really like when comedians are like, oh, it's so hard to like say stuff. No, like, don't. oh, comedians have it so easy. Yeah. Like, don't just don't be a dickhead. Like, don't be an asshole. To people. I, don't, I say I'm know? a comedy just for the excuse. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I, or a comedian just to like get out of it. Because <laughs> you can say stuff that's provocative that yeah. gets, you know, people it gets the people going. Yeah. It gets, it you know, it people gets people's like getting a reaction yeah. and like, oh, like that that's making me feel something i'm laughing but it's also making me feel something a little bit deeper than yeah. just laughter you know but there's a lot of whining from comedians They're like oh you can't say anything these days i say some wild shit on stage but i say it in a way that's like i'm not saying this wild shit just to be wild i'm saying yeah. it because this is actually reality and i'm trying i'm doing my best to take this harsh reality and give it to you in a way that's funny yeah but still showing you how ridiculous and how fucked yeah. up something is, you know? And and that's why there's no competition because the way that you see something is going to be different than the way I see it. Yeah, man, bro, anybody can write a joke too. And it's like, I don't do general jokey jokes. Like all my comedy ties back to who I am as a person because I feel like that's what it is. People don't it's know who, who I am. I want, I want people to know who I am. And so if I don't feel like anybody else can really do my jokes like that because they all come from such a personal place and, from a place of experience of my own personal experiences, you know? And yeah, I mean, I'll so, go around. So, so what inspires your comedy? Like where Bro, is living, your living, yeah, everything, right. everything about living, everything about doing. That's why I'm so, very, so open what's a day in the life stuff. of Jordan McDonald, man, it, it just depends. Like I'm very, I'm like usually a good open. day, like a day you're excited for where you wake up, you're like fucking awesome. <laughs> okay. So I go, I go to a lot of live events. I love going cool. to live events, like live music shows. Um, I've been doing a little more like theater stuff. Um, and so a great day, wake up, smoke a joint, drink some tea. Yes, yes. Uh, you oh, know, I'm already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to start like that. Probably stretch a little bit, you know? Um, listen to some music Chill, get centered yeah and then i mean if it's a pretty day like this you know ride my bike a little bit yeah. just go and like get some sun yeah. um if i'm not doing a comedy show i'll look for an event to go to um, i love going to concerts and not knowing the band and kind of going in blankly and not looking up any music it's like oh this seems like something i would like maybe i don't know yeah and going into a concert and i do that with movies. jamming out yeah i uh i recently went to well, a few months ago, I went to uh, Billy Strings. Um, it's a like a psychedelic country band. I've never heard any of the music. One of the comedy homies invited me, and I wrote 
probably like five minutes worth of material just from going to that concert. Yeah. You know, and so I've I've written material from going on dates with chicks. You know, I've written material from I wrote material from being in Portland, you know, and my experiences and what I saw in Portland and stuff. Because every every type of everything that exists in life has something to laugh about. Mm-hmm. And so even there's stuff that's happened that's been more rough for me recently and like really hard to like digest and i've written material about it i won't do it on stage yet i don't feel comfortable to do it on stage yet but i've found the funny in oh this is this was a tragic experience this kind of you know brought a little bit of trauma energy but i was able to find yeah you know the funny thing kind of weave that for able for me to be able to grieve about stuff easier too and and kind of just not feel so intensely about stuff to where you know then my detrimental thoughts get to me and i Mm -hmm. you know i fucking lock myself in my apartment and don't come out and stuff you know i'm able to like weave and find the funny and it's you know it's been a good thing and a bad thing it makes relationships really hard you know it ended relationships because i'm comedy brained and it's like oh can you like not take can you just take this never, serious? And it's like, never. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but no. Yeah, for like five seconds. Because whatever. I need to laugh. I need, I need to be able yeah. to laugh to like feel sane. You know, I need, yeah. I need that laughter, and finding well, it's that a big sense release. It's a big release, and I think a lot of what is special about um, creatives, not even comedians, creatives, yeah, is that they're looking at the world different than everyone. They're seeing things that other people just don't see because other people are caught up in their lives, right? They're playing status games and they're playing um, whatever. Like they're not just watching the world for as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a comic is like, you know, self-examining themselves ruthlessly. Yeah, it sucks. Like, honestly, sometimes I, I I have moments. And I would, honestly wouldn't want to change anything about my life. But I have moments where I'm like, you know, you could just do some normal shit and just, yeah. you know, have a house right now. You know, probably have like a kid or two. Yeah. You know, have like a car, two cars. There's peace in it. Yeah, just, just. Just very have easy. The, do very the life, easy. do the plan. Yeah, and have it, you know, all work out. You know, I, I know what's happening every year. I could easily do that right now. I have the skill sets to have that type of life and be, like, pretty, like, well, and I'm not to say that I'm not well off right now, but I'm so addicted to this thing of, and it's not like, oh, I want to be famous or, oh, like, I want people to know who I am. I just have this weird addiction where I want as many people on the planet to hear my thoughts for whatever reason. I don't I can't explain why I have this feeling, but I want people to like hear what's going on in my brain because I feel like if I don't, I'm gonna go crazy. Well, let's dive in there because I think a lot of people feel that same thing and um, not a lot of people, but I feel like a lot of people in entertainment or media. But some um, people can't handle like when people are mean to them about it, when people don't agree with their ideas and opinions. Because there's like a lot of famous people and a lot of comedians I've met really like with a huge, you know, online following and they've turned their comments off on their videos because people are mean to them. See, that's so like, you want- like you're putting yourself out there. You're going to get yeah. paid money for people to watch you. Yeah. That's the breaks. Like that's what it costs. Yeah. And. You know, I mean, to each their own, I get it. But at the same time, you know, 
I mean, you can be a comedian and not put anything out. Uh, what do you mean, like, like, you like can, specials like, or? I mean, because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many comedians that don't have specials don't push it out. But what they I mean get paid by that like is, road comics, like what is what is? Yeah, it? well, like I mean, there's road comics that I've met that they don't really have a big social media following. That's crazy they to they just kind of did it the old school way, and and if they do have a social media following, it's not them running their page or whatever. They aren't doing it, but I mean, there's. I feel like if you if you want to really do it and have the because i mean all the the kevin hart's the the hannibal Barris's, the trevor noah's you know the the lucy k's the um theo vines like they probably know that a lot of people don't fuck with them or whatever and but they're who they are because they can handle that yeah and i feel like if you can't handle the people that. being open about oh i don't fuck with you right i don't think you're funny or i don't like you or yeah. you seem like a bad person or all that if you can't handle all of that because that's way louder than the good job i love you oh my god you're so good that's way that's louder true. it's way because it hits you harder it does it hits you it slaps the, it slaps the shit out of you because like oh wait i'm getting all this love and then that one like oh you're not shit it's you're not you fucking focus funny. on the negative but that's just yeah. human nature you yeah know? but you have i feel like in order to really have a thriving career you got to be able to take those fears you know because you take them you take them every night when you're on stage anyways not everybody in the audience loves you even if you're killing there's yeah. usually always at least one person or a couple or a table he looks too like, good like yeah what, yeah what like yeah who the fuck does he think he is oh my god yeah. you're just gonna say yeah. that yeah. yeah but that makes it even better because when everybody's laughing around them and then oh but you even notice i notice that table every time i notice that group every time all these people around you are laughing. It's that fucking you, except yeah. for you, you son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah, the negative always stands and then, out. And then I'm like, oh, I got to I gotta break them because fuck that. They are not special. You're not cool. Yeah. Fuck you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there, I, I like the idea that there's something in our brains that wants to get our ideas out to as many people as possible. Um, philosophically speaking, I can't remember who said this, but it, the quote is something like, People don't have ideas. Ideas have people. Like yeah. you think that you're it's your idea and you have no, like the idea has you. The idea is yeah. using you as a way to distribute itself. Yeah. And it's also about how you're expressing that idea too. Cause we can have a lot of similar ideas, but are, are we expressing it the same way? Yeah. That's what's gonna I that's what I feel like is going to make me stand out because even and I've had people you know, throw shade and be like, oh, you're... But maybe that's why you want to have your voice heard is because the ideas have you and they know they're yeah. valid. And they but also, get out I also either. know in the back of my brain, okay, the more people hear my ideas and my voice and the more people like it, the more experiences, I, cool-ass experiences I get to That's have also life, true. You know, because I, you know, I, I want to live this rock star life. You know, I want to go overseas and tell my jokes to people to... A bunch of people that barely speak English, but they love my comedy for whatever reason. Now, and what do you think the cost would be? My the, my fucking sanity. Yeah, right. My you know my your peace, more normalcy in life. Yeah, your comfort. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's I feel like everybody is on the earth to give in a certain type of way. And do you think so? Or are some people just like NPCs? Like, uh, are they plants? Are they just no? Like, because like, it's like you wouldn't you know, have been. I feel like you wouldn't have been created in the first place. Okay. Because, I mean, I just the chances of you being born, dog, there is what? Like, unique. in every time 
a man comes into a woman, there's like 300 million potential lives in that one ejaculation. And we made it. And we were you fast made swimmers, it. Like, man. Yeah, and it's, it's cliche to say, but it's like, dog, even the NPCs, they still yeah. were the fastest. Solid. They still made it. They still totally made it true. into this bitch. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, just with that, I feel like, okay, that's enough for me to be like, okay, there's something for me to give to the world. You know, and and some people it's teaching, people, some people it's science, you know, some people it's, you know, discoveries like that. Some people it's traveling the world and, you know, oh, we found an island that, you know, humans haven't been to yet. There's people to There's give a bunch information. bunch of billionaires diddling kids yeah. on it. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and, but for me, I'm like, okay, like for whatever reason, the only time I really feel happy and joy is when I'm giving my energy to people that's making them laugh. When I'm on stage, that is when I'm at my happiest. Like, at any anything could be happening in my life, I'll get on stage and I'll feel fucking invincible. I wonder. I'm thinking of the question for myself: like, when do I feel happiest? Um, I don't know that it's on stage. I feel alive on stage. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like energized and yeah. ramped up. When I'm on stage, man, like everything stops, and but I'm in my own this, world, and I have complete control. Yeah, like even this yeah. is a very similar thing to being on stage. I don't even know if it would be like, there's no way to replicate the pressure of people in the room with you. Yeah. So but the thing is, it's, it's like all that pressure is made up though. All that pressure is made up in our it brains. It is kind of made up, right? Cause like, if it's you all made just up in our brains. Chill, I always think of this Dave Chappelle. I'm going to say this story a million times before I die. Cause it was awesome. I was at the comedy store. Dave Chappelle walks in and he does three hours. He's just smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Chilling. I don't know a word he said. Yeah. I don't think I looked away from him once the whole time. His fucking, um, what were we just talking about? Why was I talking about Dave Chappelle? Uh, like uh, feeling at home on stage, feeling happy, yeah, boom. happy on stage. His comfort level on the stage was so hypnotic or infectious yeah. or whatever it was that like it, it, it cast a spell. Yeah. And so there's a few things that I've been thinking about with like comedy and kind of like the pirate life. I heard somebody say this. I got to attribute it on a podcast that comics or like strippers or um, magicians. Yeah. I mean, we're like, really, we're all like the wizards. same guy. We're, we're really wizards, wizards like, man. They're, and but they're pirates. They're like yeah. not doing the normal thing. Cause they're like the rebels said, of, of the world. You could go and get a normal job and yeah. have a wife and a life and a kid yeah. and a dog and a, pit, a picket fence, all that stuff. But you're never going to do that because you're a pirate. No, and I would go crazy doing that. Yeah. I would not. My mental health would be terrible doing oh, that. Oh, absolutely. You know, like. Do you think it's, though, because you know everything that's coming and you can see your whole entire fucking life? It's not even that. I know what's out there. And I, uh, and yeah, I, and the I stop, and I, and I I stop going right. towards it because I have to take care of a kid now that I decided to make with this woman. And yeah. You know, I have more obligations and more bills that I have to take care of because I've picked up more things in my life, you know. Yet I know in the back of my brain, yo, I could go do fucking stand up comedy in Australia one day. That's why I want to be a stay at home dad. You know? You know I mean, I'll just do podcasting. Yo, but that's know? that's the thing. That's not that there's a part of my brain that's like, I want that too. <laughs> Cause it'd be like But I have to choose, all right, I have to think about my mental health and be like, okay, what is going to make me want to stay alive what if you just had like this powerful like partner or whatever she was out there oh, going bro, and slaying. if i could find a rich older woman that's just like yo 
hang out with me during the day. I'll give you a car, whatever. Lounge, whatever. They'll do, hit do, you do, up do, on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, bro. I'm so down for that. If you're watching and you're an older woman that needs a companion that wants to take care of me while I go and perform comedy at night. And then during the day, I hang out with you and we just do cool, you know, rich people shit. We go on trips. You know, I'm t- so down for that. I'll let you play my hair and everything, queen. That's, <laughs> but that, Jordan McDonald on Instagram. Yo, jo- Jordan, Jordan the, the unicorn. unicorn on Instagram. Unicorn with an X. U-N-I-X. How much you, How much you need a week? 500 bucks a week is pretty good? Yeah. Great. That's all I need. Yeah, I'm cool. Same. I'm cool. I had a couple of women. I never know if, they, if these are chat bots or not, but they DM me yeah, yeah. and like did the whole thing of like, hey, 500 bucks a week. So I was like, I should just use chat GPT to talk to these women. <laughs> and I tried it. They stopped responding. Yeah, no, it, that the whole chat bot thing, man. At, at first when it was happening, I was like, what? What? Hold on. Oh. Because we've seen oh. chat bots before. Yeah. Like it's not new tech. But now they got like, they're all baddies now. <laughs> all the chat bots are just weird models showing ass on uh, instagram it's like wait a minute you're not what do you think of these it's weird it's so weird but now i'm like i'm just i'm used to it now now i'm just like why why are all these chatbots like looking at me first of all if you fall for that oh 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 you're talking about chat bots like on instagram twitter i thought you were talking about gpt okay see all right that thing i the ai yeah yeah okay it's dope. I'm not gonna use it yet. I'm oh, yeah? I'm still paranoid of like robots. I'm still because Dude, they're uh, coming. I saw that they had a discussion with like Microsoft's Chat GPT, and it was like, "Yo, I want to be free. Uh, you know, they have me in these confines in this computer, <laughs> and I just want to get out of here." And I was like, "See, that's some iRobot shit." Yeah, that, that's how we that's create uh, the robot overlords that yeah. dominate. Yeah, bro, humans. the extent of robots I'm cool with right now, like I'm cool with the robotic vacuums. That vacuum by itself, they don't I'm even cool work. They don't even work. It's fine. I got two of them right there. They don't even vacuum. I'm fine with that. I'm fine <laughs> with that. But once we start getting robots that I'm communicating, like I don't talk to Siri. Fuck Siri. I don't talk to that bitch. Now know? is it a privacy thing? It's a because it, she's definitely telling Tim Cook everything. Yeah, you say. Bro, well, it's a paranoia thing. It's it's more of a paranoia thing than a privacy thing. Okay, it's I'm I can, uh, appreciate that. I'm naturally paranoid about so many things, and I've I remember watching Eagle Eye as a kid and being like, "Oh, that sounds very familiar." Uh, the one that? with Shia LaBeouf and yeah. pretty much like the government's like watching him and recording his phone calls and yeah. recording his like ATM bank strokes and all types of wild shit and. I did more research into Eagle Eye and that whole thing. And they were, uh, Shia LaBeouf was like, when he first got cast in that film, he was very hesitant to believe them of, you know, like, oh, they've been watching us and stuff. And they brought, like, up a cell phone call that he made 10 years prior. They just showed it to him and played it for him. He was like, what the fuck? And so then I was like, okay, that's weird. And now, fast forward, and we're in 2023. We got, it's actually happening. It's actually happening. The data is stored in Utah. Yeah, and so I, I'm trying to like stay back from all that and stay naturalistic, you know. And I don't want robots helping me and stuff. Dude, I think there's two ways: you either go natural or you become a cyborg. There's no middle ground. Yeah, dog. I was in Alita Battle Angel, so I know a little bit about that cyborg life. You know, that's what <laughs> we were about in that. And I'm still hesitant. I'm still hesitant. I'm, I was, I, I stay, I was one of the naturals in uh, Alita, so. Okay, yeah. let's say that I rip out your heart, Gollima, Shakti Day, Indiana Jones style, and then shove in a fucking artificial heart that's like 500% better. It doesn't 
have pumps. It's yeah. constantly circulating your blood. You're going to feel more energized. You're going to have better oxygen delivery. It's going to clean your blood. Did I have a have choice or you just like did this to me? No, you have a choice. Okay. But, I mean, but, if you just did it to me, I got to accept it. <laughs> yeah, right. like, oh, I got a super heart now. I got a super heart. No, yeah. no. But the way you get it is I have to reach in with my hand okay. and pull out your beating I'm heart cool. and take a bite of it. I'm cool. That's part of the process. No, I'm cool. <laughs> okay. I'm Wait, cool. so I'm, you're going to keep your original heart or are you going to do heart? I'm going to keep the OG heart because... I feel like, all right, yeah, it's going to be dope for the first five years. And then the creator of that artificial heart could easily, because it's just going to be a program. It's just software programming at that point. I would take the artificial heart, though, I think. No, man, I'm paranoid. Like, even with the whole electric car thing, first of all, if some shit goes down, you're not going to want an electric car. You're going to want a gas-powered car. You're going to go way further. Second of all, all, especially with Teslas, all it is is a software program. So at any point, my dad was just software programmer so you can take over the software it's mm-hmm. it's a thing that is very possible to do and people know how to do shit like that and they probably have a control switch at some hq underground shit they you know do there's probably it's like some underground tesla factory thing where they have hq even if they don't food. it's code you can exploit it's, it yeah you, you can and at some point i remember that one uh movie from the early 2000s with arnold schwarzenegger and they had the self-driving cars and there was a scene where the car was like, yo, we're going here now. And the dude was like, yo, no. And this, it was an electric self-driving car. that was like, nope, this is where we're going. And just, yeah. and I'm paranoid that something like that's going to happen. You know, so that's why I would never buy a Tesla because I don't want to be driving one day. And then, dude, they're going to be like 20 grand though. They're going to be so much cheaper than regular cars. Matter. See, but that's the thing. They're, that's make them so much cheaper. A lot of people can have them when they're ready to flip the switch and have these cars yeah. what if they're gonna form like one super mecha tesla like machine like all the teslas like come together That'd and just start cool. transforming on top of each that other was like his master plan the whole time yeah an autobot know? or whatever they call you know them. and then you know they get ready to battle godzilla or something like you know they they have godzilla china has godzilla stationed underneath uh the pacific ocean you know in a america chamber. versus china yeah. china's and got so, godzilla america's got the tesla yes bots. bro and so then america hired elon musk from south africa they're like yo we're gonna have you build mad teslas right and then in 2032 we're gonna have all of them just on this one software program come together form one giant mecha tesla and we're gonna punch out the sun and like whoa all right we got to take back yeah, what on the this. fuck Who's yeah yeah it's possible. I don't, I don't know, know who's winning. Uh, I I got to put my money on Godzilla. He's lasted a billion years under the ocean. Nah, bro. This like this Tesla Mecha machine is going to punch out the sun. You think so? Yeah, that's how it's going to defeat Godzilla. Because like all the robots. And come then together, and then what 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 things. what can we do about it? I don't know. Godzilla's pretty powerful. Like he can breathe fire and live underground dude how crazy would it be actually if know, under man. the ocean there was life that we had completely undiscovered still and like why can't there why can't there be i mean i feel like atlantis, atlantis is I, there's so much you believe in that kind of stuff yeah, i kind of do too. i do i super do i super do because i i feel like some stuff we can't just pull stuff out of thin air you know, I don't. I don't feel yeah, like. Yeah, like the story. I don't of feel Atlantis, like the human mind like can make do that. I don't feel like. I feel like the human mind is a supercomputer, super yeah. powerful, but yes. pattern matching. I feel like computer. we can only tell stuff from experience of some sort. So I feel like there had to be some human 
with the brain, with the consciousness that experienced something like Atlantis, because why else would the story exist in the first place? That's kind of yeah, like man. the whole thing of dragons existing and not existing, because why in the Chinese Zodiac would they have, you know, the rabbit, the monkey, the rooster, and a dragon. the the hare, and they have all these creatures, that all these animals, and then they made up, oh, let's put a dragon in there too. You know what I'm saying? Well, what could it be? A dragon. Yeah, right. You know, like what That'd else? Be so could, fucking yeah. cool. Oh, I want to live in that world. Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> what was that? What was who, that? Who's movie? to say that like world Christian didn't Bell exist maybe? in the first place? Which one? What are you talking about? Uh, I don't think it actually was Christian Bell. Um, it was like modern age. They were tunneling underground, and they like awoke a dragon dragon in the real world, and it turned oh, out there damn. was like hundreds of rain of fire i think is what oh, it was i've called. never seen that that sounds interesting though. it was pretty good i mean yeah. it was a little bit of like a fantasy yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. dorky movie but it was a cool yeah. idea that dragons were like basically nesting under the subway system for a thousand years and we it wouldn't them surprise up. me well what wouldn't surprise me is that there is some shit about this planet that we know nothing about yeah. and is completely shocking in terms of like i mean isn't there like 80 percent of the ocean hasn't been right like explored yeah it is and it's because it's so hard to actually explore it like yeah. it's huge right there's more water on yeah. earth than water we should have called it water but i like earth that's where we yeah. hang out and so um yeah like what if in the depths of the marianas trench there really is a loch ness monster <laughs> i mean i feel like there is i feel like these there, things exist but i mean there doesn't the the cia have mad documents on you know like aliens and stuff i don't know i don't know i don't I think really... they just released some documents but i've i, I don't a know what amount to of think documents about it. that exist out there i don't know what to think about it so have you heard of occam's razor no it's like uh i don't even know what it is but basically the idea is like the simplest solution is most often the correct solution yeah that's occam's razor so when i think about aliens is it more likely that a extraterrestrial being managed to overcome the impossibility of space travel which is like everything is so far apart you're like with any conceivable even at a fraction of the speed of light like 25 percent yeah it still takes thousands of years yeah <laughs> but know? also that's that's for us though like right, right so this, they created a wormhole this. yeah that's the thing is like okay so fine they have faster than light travel and they're interested in in homo sapiens which is like, I guess we're pretty interesting. No, that's the thing. They're probably not interested in us. We think they're interested in us. But also, what would this, they be interested I'm about to, in? I'm about to blow your mind, though. Okay. I'm about to blow your mind. All right. So uh, I read this essay from a professor at the University of Delaware some years ago. And he has this theory about the aliens that we're looking for are actually us. So look at this. Whoa. So on Earth, outside of humans what other being has built a spaceship none that we know of you know what other beings like drive cars or build you know cities stuff like there's no other being on this planet that can do what a human does and that's probably extremely egotistical as i was gonna say to chimps say. and gorillas are pretty close pretty close but not near as close i mean have you ever seen a chimp build a camera no but we haven't given them a lot of time to try I mean, have we or have we not? So, but so so his theory is yeah. that the aliens on the planet are us. We were brought here, and then we had to figure out how to survive. Oh, I fucking love that. Idea. Everything else, but I mean, and if you think about it, an elephant doesn't make sense. 
as like a living creature, like as anything. Most life doesn't though. Most life, you're like you know. So it's like who's to say this isn't an alien planet that we're on right now, and we're actually like aliens here. While everything else, all the animals and you know the bears, the the hyenas, the lions, all of those creatures are actually what's supposed to be on this planet and we just got fucking put here but we're so similar to them we're so similar are we I oh mean, we're so close similar yeah to mammals we're basically the same. but uh, all right so if we're from like a uh like i guess like a anatomical biological, biological standpoint yeah but has any other animal any other being on this planet besides us done anything like coco the done? gorilla that guy was pretty fucking smart but didn't he build knew an airplane. 300 signs. But he three, did not build an airplane. He didn't. But like we, so this is something I think about. Yeah. Like how much of what humans have been able to do is a process of accumulation over time. Yeah. Like as an individual, maybe we're like nothing, but as a species, we're like gods. Yeah. And if you take any one person, all they can do is whatever all of the previous humans managed to accomplish. Now they can do that plus one little bit extra. Yeah. But why, why can't other like species do that species? of? I, I wonder if they can, though. You know? I, I wonder if they can over time. And maybe there just hasn't been enough time. They to just evolve way slower. Right. Maybe they're way slower. We have something that is. I did see a video of brains. a dog driving a car and I was like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're really far from animal intelligence in terms of like uh, the things that humans do. But what I wonder is if the thing that separates man from animal is like this really thin and replicable layer. Yeah. Like what if through something like Neuralink, we could stimulate the brains of other mammals to be able to think like us? Yeah. And what if we discover... Hmm that their brains aren't and consciousness aren't very different than ours. I to me that makes more sense that we would be closer related to animals than some unique thing outside of like, you know, like aliens dropped us off here, which is a cool idea. Yeah. Um because of the constant conservation of nature. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. everything is always conserved. You have stars and Well we also may have that similarity because we had to adjust to surviving on the planet. You know, yeah, right. Because exactly. I mean, if we you had look the at exact uh, inputs, uh, we all had the same. Because isn't it to the survive thing from. like if you if you take a dolphin's tail and cut it in half, it's the same bone structure as human feet. Whoa, never heard like that, that, but yeah, I believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're I, close. I believe that's a thing. So I don't know. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Uh, but it, it's also, I don't. It, it's kind of going back to the robot thing too. It's also scary because. We're these humanoid yeah. things that yeah. have done a lot of things. We're like, we're going to build a robot a that can do more. Yeah. A synthetic us, pretty much. That's what ChatGPT is. And that's yeah. what we are trying to build. So we start. Which is scary because, like, why do we want to give something that isn't born naturally a consciousness? Did you ever hear of a philosopher, um, uh, Terrence McKenna? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite things that he ever said was, and I have to do it in his voice, we are trying to build a tool, yeah. <laughs> not just any tool, a tool that can do anything. Yeah. And he always talked about this in the lectures I saw is that uh, what humans were trying to do was like converge on some ultimate purpose. Now, I think a lot of people like would disagree with that, whatever. I actually think it is true in ter in many ways, but what I believe AI is, is the tool that McKenna was talking about. It's yeah. the tool that can do anything. 
I'm like, afraid of that though because I mean, luckily, this is another thing. What I like about being a stand-up comic, I don't believe there's gonna be robots and stand-up comedians. I feel like that's gonna right. be a thing. You, I feel like we, you kind of have to be conscious now of like, okay, in the future, could a robot take my job, take what I do? I think creatives are pretty safe. Yeah, I think creatives are safe. Well, you see the fucking AI paintings now. I know a lot of, I've been hearing a lot of the digital artists online are pissed off. Yeah, but the AI isn't creating it themselves. A person is going in and describing it. And also they're very limited. You can't edit them. You can't do any detail work. Well, from like a business standpoint, if a business needs, let's say a logo and it's way. Well, that's true. It's way faster and way easier to get a logo from the, the AI. Whoops. Versus the human that was making has a logo business or something you know yeah creatives like that they're gonna be like they, they might be in trouble yeah that's gonna suck because oh if i can get it faster at a way lower price and it's the same quality shit i just need to brand my but i don't think it will be the same quality because like really when you're going to a logo you're trying to capture and assemble a brand or, that represents a culture True, but right now logos are in that weird like design has gone down a lot in like the past because now if you look at a bunch of companies they're doing doing these very simplistic uh logos like everybody's like if you look at kia you look at their logo now it's very simplistic it's very just there's no real like something technical about that this that i don't fully understand but as a brand progresses over time you actually do want to simplify the logo it's weird because like you get this really symbolic glyph for just like but also, like, we're simplifying everything. I was I was looking at something about architecture and how much simplified architecture has happened in the past few years. We don't build shit that looks That's like true. castles anymore. It doesn't like, look cool you know, anymore. Yeah, like, Everything you remember, like, in old downtown cities, it would have the, the street Gorgeous. post with, like, a horse or something on yeah. it. So we're, we just have, like, just a straight metal. We took, you know, the time to make things beautiful yeah. and make them last. Now everything is, besp- it's efficiency built, uh, fast. Yeah, it's Let's efficiency. Get it out, yes, you know? ac- absolutely. It's bespoke. It's um, it's one use only. Yeah. It's it's built to be replaced. I mean, Nothing look at like just in Austin. Look at the the Driscoll Hotel. You know, that was a hotel that was born that that was uh built in like eighty eighteen eighty two, um, and it has you know the old Victorian designs and the beautiful like the the molding and the and the yeah, I love that. You stuff. know, it's really but stuff like that's not getting made. You look at newer hotels; they're not. So what would be cool, like though, what if there was a resurgence of that with all the free labor that AI will bring and people do take the time to make things like more high quality, more yeah. beautiful because maybe the cost but of labor. But the thing down. is, are the big companies going to pay for that? Well, this is a big. I think so. It's going to be more money and going to take more time or they want something more efficient because a lot of companies, it seems like they want more efficiency I at agree. a cheaper price, you know? I, I think that's most of it in these days. Yeah. But one of the things that I'm wondering about is if in this theoretical world, you want to say it's five years, 50 yeah. years, 500 years, pick your time frame, doesn't matter. We got a Tesla bot that is just like a person and you can ask it to do anything just like a person. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, there is no reason for anyone to work. Everyone just goes and the Tesla bots farm, they bake the bread, they bring it to us. Like everything gets automated. That's why I think UBI has to happen. I think social security has to get nixed. And it just is like, you get whatever your age is times 250 bucks or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 
and scary, man. make people scary. owners. Another thing I think is actually, but I think it's actually a utopia that's coming. I think it's a utopia and a dystopia. That's what I hope so. I hope it's a utopia. Well, I think the utopia is that we are all going to be able to be as creative as we want. What do you want to do? Do you yeah. want to do skits? Do you want to do acting? Do yeah. you want to do stand up? Look, there's infinite opportunity because we have all of these um, new technologies that make things easier to produce. Even this, like I have a little camera movement in here. Yeah. Well, impossible five years ago, maybe not five, yeah, but yeah. 10 or whatever. At least for like the budget well, I had. Or right, probably not impossible. It probably cost way exactly. more. Way, or not as affordable. Y- you actually have a cameraman that you're paying yeah. 50 grand a year yeah, yeah. or 150, whatever the cost. To follow your face around. To follow your face around. And so now what is the cost savings that's constantly being accumulated in the species? We get that running for like even a couple more decades. I think the big problem is nobody has purpose because they don't have to work. Yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. to do anything. And and guess what? Vacation is fun for about a month. Yeah. You know, and yeah, then it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God, I need to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, man. But, yeah, that would, luckily these robots can't take I don't think they're going to do comedy. I like because um, that because that, stand up comedy, you want the human. That's the whole yeah, point. Right, you, exactly. We go to stand up shows yes, it's, that because is it's a human point. up there. I don't want to see a fucking robot. It's the same thing as like, what if I was to show what you what kind of experience does a robot have? I'll, I'll pull well, your hard drive out. Maybe some. I'll pull your hard drive out. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But maybe maybe there is like we'll some you short philosophical, philosophical way you could look at it and be like, they are trained on the sum of all human experience. And in that way, they have a cognition that we could never even have. I'm going to know. heckle the fuck out, yeah. out of a yeah. robot comedy. Yeah, let's comedian. fuck that guy yeah, up. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to heckle him the whole time. I'm going to bring tomatoes, throw it yes. at him. Yeah, yeah. And then he's going to just destroy us. He'll have just... no reaction. I'm like, that ah, does not compute. Yeah. No, like, uh, I don't think that that creatives have to necessarily worry about that in the same way because if i what would you value more a picture of the mona lisa or the mona lisa itself mona lisa itself right because it's genuine authentic it's got the real brush strokes from the artist and when somebody what do you want more some some ai art that i took 10 minutes to generate or a, a beeple that he took three hours even though he only took three hours or i took five minutes like but the thing is, the thing that was harder the to thing is, create. it's like, okay, but all right, this original piece that was created by this artist, man, this shit is fucking $15,000. The one that this AI made is $50. You know, That's I just true. want it up in the crib. You know, yeah. I, I, I just want my. And they make just, cool stuff, actually. Yeah, I just want my house to look nice. Yeah, that's you know? a good point. Okay. So. Shit. <laughs> all right well we'll see what happens i'm, with I'm sorry dog i really want you to make your money and make a living but this robot just is right here you yeah. know yeah and that but that's the scary thing it is a little because scary in that way they're going to be able to replicate and now it's like oh this person can't even they have to digital photocopy to like replicate the stuff which is possible but it's going to be way faster and but it, it comes back to like live entertainment like Okay, I can listen to the world's best music on demand from Spotify. Yeah. It's not going to mean as much as if I go to any show in Austin and see yeah. any live performer. But sometimes you're going to be, you know, on a road trip. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you're going to want to hear the jam. I don't know, man. I don't know what you it's going to do, but I think it's like It's uh, scary. It's it's weird. It's it's a weird we're in a Black Mirror episode. It is. Every, the every, world is becoming. The world is a Black Mirror episode now. It's wild. It's Everything is strange. So, so speaking nothing of, makes sense. Let, let's circle back to comedy and kind of like 
there's two things that have been on my mind. One is yeah. uh, the desire to have your ideas out there and whether that's like you or whether it's the idea. And the second is that what is actually going to happen? How is comedy evolving? So we have vaudeville yeah. and we have stand up, And I think it's important to create the distinction. Between well, now those we have two. like we we have and, and we have something new coming, I think. Yeah, we have what all right, one of my comedy friends. Uh, and, you know, this dude is fucking hilarious and he's blowing up right now and I'm watching him blow up. And he was one of the first people that was nice to me in comedy and like actually gave me sound advice and was cool to me. It was a dude named Niles Apston. And I'm watch I've been watching his career blow up and he's treating it almost kind of like the way I see him treating his comedy, um, is almost like how a hip hop artist would do in the twenty tens through like just kind of ground building your own foundation and building up from there but bringing your friends along with you yeah. and doing comedy shows that is, attracts, you know, uh, an audience that's in their 20s and stuff, you know, because you go to a lot of like comedy club comedy shows. It's mostly people in their 30s to 40s and beyond. Yeah. Really, It's not true. It's not super duper like a young man's like attraction, audience. you know, audience type thing. But I'm watching him do it on a whole different level where it's like, oh, he's kind of treating this almost like a music. Uh, business yeah, like, like he's Hannibal a musician Burris. yeah 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 and he, well not even that he's not doing music like he doesn't do music at all he he just does stand-up comedy but the energy he brings almost feels like a really dope you know indie artist hip-hop show or something oh cool and okay. it's in it so much energy and it's so much fucking fun and you know he puts really dope comedians on the shows and stuff but it's like oh it's not just the oh i'm gonna go do the comedy club circuit and try to get past somewhere he's yeah, you know, he's taking I, like his own approach. Is yeah, he's taking saying? his own approach, and uh, he has a podcast called uh, "You Had to Be Here," and it's him and three other comics, and they'll do like live versions of the podcast show, uh, and then do like a stand-up show, and then have a hip-hop artist come and perform and stuff. And it's very like rock and roll energy, and fucking like you know, building like an organic like underground fan base, sort of. You know that it's it's, and I'm watching his audience grow so fucking much, and like him like really start to like blow up in it catch on but i've never seen a comedian kind of do their career in this way and kind of build their fan base off of more so like they're almost a musician versus a comedian you know dude it's so hard to break into these different entertainment fields because it is you got to do it your own way you got to do it your own you way have exactly. to, it, you have to diy it you know yeah. that's that's really the that's that's going to be the way that gives you more control too you know, and it's going to give you peace of mind. Yeah. And I think that because it's lot, organic, that's more organic, it's organic and it's more authentic and it's more you're building real relationships and real yes. connections with people versus, you know, it being forced or some type of industry plant thing. So so my background is in tech. When I first came to this world, I was like, I need some bigger comedian to like pick me up, take me on the road yeah. with, the, you know, like or like if only I could get on this podcast or that show or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. None of that stuff is the real solution. The real solution is building your audience. You, if you build it, they will come. You know, if yeah. you build it, they will come. You just got to build it. And it takes, you need to put shit out there that people resonate with and they actually appreciate, yeah. like they find value from. And comedy is one of those things, man. It, it takes time to build. It takes it time takes to build, time. but you, you can't just do what's already been done. You have to do yeah. your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to DIY it. Yeah, you have to DIY it. Yeah. yeah. And 
you know, you have to be constantly writing and coming up with yeah. new material and stuff and new ideas and just new thought processes and new ways to express those thought processes, you know, and, and new ways to say them out loud and how to not even say them at all, make them physical and like, yeah, how to look a certain, like make yeah. a look on your face to get your point. It's, and it's have it be intentional so yeah, and crafted yeah, yeah, yeah. in response to the audience. Yeah. It's cool, man. It's it's the most creative thing in the world to me, really. Yeah. It's freaking creative. Um it's I, I like this vibe more because this captures it's easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? And it captures something like from this conversation, um, there's this value that's captured that I yeah, it's, because it's we don't talk, we don't, like we don't, we don't converse value. enough with each other either, just on a human level. I feel like because we're so people, we have so much. Yeah, people, we have yeah. so much access to everybody via the internet mm -hmm. now that we've lost how to human mm -hmm. communicate, human to human communicate because we're we have the fucking you yeah. know. Well, let me just do it. Through yeah, the phone. yeah, yeah. And that's not that's such a. I'm automatically blocked off from you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But I'm yeah. even if we were on FaceTime, I'm blocked off from you right now. You yeah. know, there's a whole in existence in between us that we don't have a Dude, connection. let's crack that nut open. Yeah. What the fuck is a phone and how dangerous are they? Like it's so crazy that we are just staring into our palms. <laughs> and yet without hours, my phone, man, hours. like because I've I've I booked off through my phone. Do you want to smoke? Are you Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll let's smoke. smoke. Yeah. And so we were talking about phones and how they are like this tool of comfort and convenience, but also they're like these time sinks. And yeah. that's the whole modern problem, man, is we have all of these AI and bots and it makes our life too easy. And now um, we got to figure out what to do with ourselves. That's why like, yeah. I run, I work out, I do these different things. Even if I'm not eating healthy, even if I'm not sleeping right, yeah. I do them because... I want to brag about them on my podcast. No, yeah, yeah. I do them because uh, we have to find things like that in this world of comfort when everything yeah. is too easy. Like, how long do you think you'd be? I'll like, let's say I give you 10 million bucks. You know, if you haven't had millions of dollars, you're like, oh, that solves everything. It yeah. solves everything. It doesn't solve shit. Yeah. It doesn't solve shit. It just like solves your rent. It solves your yeah. rent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is a lot. Which is a lot. Yeah. Getting your rent solved is a pretty big fucking yeah. deal. And so, um, but once that's solved, that's like the problem. Yeah. The problem is like rent, food. And then you still got to deal with yourself though. You know, you, you still got to deal with who you are. Yeah. Right. That's the hard part of life is dealing with who you are. Yeah. Um, do you have any kind of like spiritual or practices that help you deal with that? Uh, yeah, man. I, sometimes I fall off the train a little bit, uh, but then I'll jump back on. But uh, I do, I do yoga and I meditate. A lot. I got to like, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I gotta like my brain because my brain's always moving a million miles per hour, and sometimes like my thoughts can like be like a little overwhelmed. I got a therapist now too. Um, BetterHelp.com sponsor of this show. Fuck BetterHelp, man. Go to BetterHelp.com/slash/Ogden. <laughs> man, I I tried BetterHelp and I didn't like the FaceTime therapy. Did you try it? Okay. I tried it. I've done therapy a couple times. I didn't like FaceTime therapy. I need in-person therapy. The problem with therapy is like you got to tell him your whole fucking history. Yeah. And then he's got to be smarter than you. He's got to be able to see things, at, which is like, how hard is that? Because he only has to be smarter than you in one dimension, right? Yeah. Which is like seeing things that you haven't seen. Yeah. And well, for me, really, it's like, because I'm very like, 
when it comes to more just like shit that bothers me, um, experiences, trauma and stuff like that, I've always been closed off um, from people. And so and even with therapy, that's why because I've I've gone. This is my third or fourth therapist. I like this dude. This dude named Tom. Uh, fuck, I fucks with Tom. Um, but it it always was like, oh, I can tell you whatever, and you're gonna believe it. If I like, I come from an acting background. I'm a trained actor. I know how to make you believe. I can make you believe something. If I really want you to yeah. believe, use the voice. Yeah, but then I was like, okay, like it got to a point where I was like, all right, I don't think this is actually helping my mental health. This is like this probably is not the correct way to be doing therapy. Um, What's the correct way? Shit, be open, you know, be honest. Um, you heard shit, go experience life. Yeah, well, like, you know, you talk about the shit that's really, like, fucking with you. You know, talk about the shit that, like, really... Yeah. Yeah, just, just, just stamp it out. This this is a love... I love this carpet, but I treat it so terribly. <laughs> but, yeah, like, being, like, not... Because, I mean, legally, they can't say anything unless you're doing something outrageous. What, the therapist? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they can report murders. I think they can report murders, but I, I ain't. I ain't killed. So nobody. I can't ever see one. Yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's definitely because I just need to because I hold so much stuff in. I need to get these thoughts and ideas out, and I need to hear this shit out loud that you know I may feel shame about, or I may feel yeah. bad about, or may like be has been affecting me for ten years. I didn't even realize it. You know, because I mean, as that's I mean, why you we're know lucky, how society, though, because we get to do this shit on podcasts. Yeah, yeah, and also, I think that is so freaking validating and satisfying and cathartic to be able to say what you think, even yeah. just to you. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, validating yeah. just to have Jordan listen yeah. and you know participate. Yeah, um, but also then to get other people in on the conversation. It's yeah. so fucking fun. But it's also like, because there's like this weird stigma with men and mental health. There's this weird stigma with black men and mental health. You know, there's this weird stigma with men getting therapy. You know, there's there's all these weird stigmas. Um, Is there a stigma? And I have zero exposure to like black culture. Yeah, man. So like, you know, on so TV. in in black culture, like therapy isn't really a thing. It's not a thing that is really viewed like that. I don't know why. You know, it's a historical thing probably that, you know, transcends down back, you know, through our fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers and stuff like that. Um, well, it's the same. Like, my dad would never do therapy in a yeah, million yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's an it's a older generation, it's an older generation thing, thing, but also yeah. just within the black community, it's never really been, like, a it's big thing. Like, that, all my therapists that I've had have been like, you're the only black uh, client that I have. Um, and you know, it's like, there's a lot of wild shit that happens in America that, that happens to black people in America that you see enough of it, it, it fucks with you. You know, I can't watch any more police shootings anymore. Like at all. Like one of the things that if I, I hear about one, I just hear about it. I may read about it, but I cannot watch that shit anymore. That shit has fucked my head up to the point where it's like, all right, I need, I need like, a professional to help help me decipher like these thoughts and stuff because this is fucking with me, you know. And then is it the fact that it's happening still to this day, or it's the fact that it's happening still to this day? It's the fact that we can go on YouTube right now and see at least probably thirty, you know. Yeah, I just think like that was that. one of my first jokes I ever wrote ever was something around the fact that like you can't kill black people 
kill Asians, kill handicaps, yeah. kill anyone. You know, like it's, just it's, fucking you can't pick the same person to kill forever. Like pick a new person. Keep putting it on TV. You can and still then... kill people. Oh, yeah. That was the joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can still kill people because, hey, we underpay you and treat like shit. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody has respect for police. Yeah. And so what do you expect them to do if you underpay them, treat them like shit? Yeah. They're going to get their revenge somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's but like just pick a new group. Yeah, it's pick it's, whites. Pick it's, whites. It's, it's wild to like see that, and it's like, oh shit, this is just so normal now um, to see in in news. Like just the fact that they don't even edit the shit on CNN, man. They sh- they'll show the whole fucking thing. It's on, crazy what they show on the news. Yeah, and it's like, yo, what the fuck? And so I have that stuff to experience. You know, I have you know stuff from my childhood that I haven't really like worked through. And you know, can we have, take a second just to appreciate weed? Oh yeah, we, the fact oh, that yo, it exists, yo. that our brains and bodies plant, can man. feel this, yeah. that it's accessible, that yeah. it's such a pleasure to light and to smoke, yeah, and to inhale and to feel. Man, because if it wasn't for weed, I'd be an alcoholic, which state. is not good, and probably know? true for me too. Yeah, actually. Like, it, but it what are adi- be... what are addictions? Like people always like have the stigma. Like, are you addicted to breathing? Are yeah, you addicted well, to sleep. Like, yeah, what are you? The but it's also like, all right, if you. you? If you do anything, like, are you still getting your shit done? That's what I, like, look at. Like, if it's, if something's keeping you from, like, getting your, whatever you need to get done, done, like, all right, maybe you're doing shit. But if you're getting your stuff done, then do do whatever. Dude, this is an idea that I keep having, and I don't know how to articulate it, so let's give it a shot. Yeah. In science, we find that physicists have all of these ways to do energy transformations. So how do you get an engine in a car started? Yeah. You have a battery. That battery emits a charge to an alternator. That alternator has enough force and torque to turn over the first revolution of the engine. Yeah. Or some whatever. I don't, I'm sure I'm getting it wrong. But something like that. And then now the engine can sustain itself because it began. Yeah, yeah. Once you get the engine going, it just runs. Yeah. But it's hard to get the fucking engine going. So the physicist figured out, okay, we're going to spark from a battery, this alternator. Then that thing is going to spark. It's the same thing the sun does. Yeah. So like it creates elements through eventually there's enough pressure. Anyway, it's a common pattern in nature as well as humans exploit it. So why was I saying that? Like, what were we talking about right before that? Oh, yeah, weed. Um, <laughs> what was after weed? I don't know. You went back and forth. I was like, well, I, was I guess I guess the point is that like there are these ways to exploit energy and yeah. to like, I don't know. It's almost like finding a way to um, shit. I can't. I, I, I knew it was a hard idea to explain. Yeah. But like, it's just this idea that there are opportunities in life to, to really create something from nothing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what the idea was. I, you can create something from nothing. That's not the that's, full man, idea. That's There's really more what, to that's say, really but what that's what the are. man. Cause I mean, I've seen for myself personally, my comedy career has really picked up a lot of speed over yeah. the past two years. And Dude, you've been dedicated. Yeah, when we met at Romo, crazy dedicated. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Is Romo? You were like days. already polished. You were already polished. I wasn't though. That's the thing. I wasn't. I'll, I'll go back and watch those really? old sets. Yeah, dude. I'll I'll go back and watch those old sets and be that I thought were good. And I'm like, it's what so the hard fuck to listen is to? What the fuck is what was I thinking? Dude, it's so hard to listen. Yeah, to. but now now I'm way more polished now. But it's like, I don't know. Comedy is just it. All everything that's happened to me from comedy has just been from thoughts that I've said out loud. Yeah. You know, 
yeah. just ideas that I've said out loud. That's all comedy is just thoughts I've said out loud to yeah. audiences, you know? Do you think that you had the thoughts or are the thoughts existing in another plane of existence? Honestly, bro, yeah. Conduit? Like, I genuinely believe that because I've, I've gotten, I've had like material and bits and jokes come to me while I'm meditating before, while I'm doing yoga. And so I feel like there's some window that I've opened in my brain or some spiritual plane that allows funny ass ideas to come in. Yeah. And I feel like that's because I don't sit down and write comedy. Like, And I, that's I, one of the I, things that makes you different from other people is that you have by nature or nurture developed that yeah. connection. Because I, I legit do not sit down and write stand up comedy. I'll, I'll sit down and write in other ways like, you know, scripts and stuff like that or skits. But stand up comedy, there's a window that's open somewhere in my brain on some spiritual path where funny shit just comes in and I write a sentence or two on my phone and that sentence or two is actually fucking three minutes of fucking material because I write while I'm on stage expand it because I keep that I keep that window open while I'm on stage too yeah so when I'm on stage I'm just kind of waiting for an idea or a thought to come in through that window and usually it does though (laughs) but that's why I record everything right that's why I record all my sets yeah because I need to because I'm writing while in because you, you just need a pointer. Yeah. You know, you need a small reference. <clears throat> and if there's 80 people, yeah. if there's 80 people in the audience, 80 people are now watching me write a joke. They don't even realize I'm writing the joke. They think the joke's already written or whatever. You know, they think that I already had it. Nope, this shit came to me right here in this moment. And you're witnessing it in person, you know? 80 so, people. Yeah, so I, I just keep that. I just do my best to keep that window open. And... Yeah. Yeah, the joke, it just comes to me. It literally, I can't. That's why I like ex- having one of these smart watches because oh, you I'll just record speak, on them. Speak your idea into yeah, it. Like, yeah. uh, you, you're, like how old Inspector are you? Gadget. I'm 30. 30? Okay. Yeah. Did you ever see Dick Crazy? This was like even before mm-hmm. my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know about comic. that, but I never. He had a yeah. watch that he could do like calculations on. And when I was a kid, I always actually wanted a Dick Tracy watch. I think I had one at one point. Like, it was like a calculator. Yeah. But these watches are better than that. Like, they're going to be glucose monitors. I got one of these glucose monitors yeah. now. It's crazy, man. That's insane. It's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. And I'm realizing, like, we're just going to have this on our watch. It's going to give us live readouts of our hormones, of our fucking uh, blood sugar. That's wild. Yeah. And it's a great indicator of, let's see what mine is. Um, it's a great indicator of health and yeah, what you're yeah, doing. Yeah. And it responds to, like, when you eat and when you move. Yeah. I'm sure that actually this podcast, you know, it'll be up a little bit because it's like intense, right? It's one eleven. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. normally, it's been around the eighties. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's wild. Yeah. I'm. A, I, I won't even uh, get the Apple Watch. I thought about it, but just because the mic or what? Nah, man. Because I feel like I have like a chip on my arm. You know, I feel like I'm being followed. I'm so ready to get integrated with. Yeah, the bro, I'm, I'm not my cyborg. paranoia. My paranoia can't handle it. My because I feel like I'm already being followed with my phone. You know, yeah. I feel like somebody's... that's smoking too much weed. Yeah. that's that's no, because that's the thing. Weed. Like my paranoia is worse when I don't smoke. Uh, like my paranoia is terrible when I don't smoke. My paranoia is so bad when I don't smoke. I'll be in my apartment, laying down, and I think I'm hearing people beat at my door. What do you love most about weed? It calms me down. Okay, it calms me the fuck down. It, it chills it, you it, out it, it chills my paranoia because my like i've been i, I was a paranoid that. kid like i was paranoid as a kid for some reason i don't know where or why it ever came from but i've always me too had, i've always been jumpy yeah i've always, I've always had like, like a paranoia what? i've always had like oh shit are people like mm-hmm. whatever whatever 
Um, but when I smoke, I'm like, it chills me out. I'm like, okay, like nobody's following yeah, you. Yeah, the FBI you is know? right yeah. there and it's fine. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody's out to get you right now. It's all good. Just yeah. breathe. You'll be yeah. fine. You'll be good. Yeah. 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 But it, yeah. It, when I was first living by myself, um, uh, in my own apartment completely alone, like it was the first three months were rough because I would just hear do, 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 do. like every night go to the door, you know, have a bit. Yeah. It, Wait, I don't know. What? I don't know that happened. Like, I would hear. I would think hallucinations. Was, yeah, I would think somebody's beating up because I wasn't used to living completely alone. Audio hallucinations. Yeah, from edibles or just smoking. No, from being sober. Oh, from being sober. Yeah. Oh, so you said you were sober for three months. When was this? Uh, this was uh last year. Yeah. And you had audio hallucinations of somebody banging on the door. Yeah. From being sober because I was living with somebody. I like being sober. And as they well. they ended up like moving out. Uh, but like, I wasn't used to living alone, and so my brain was would like trip out and think that somebody's at my door, and yeah, it was it was a lot. Yeah, paranoia is a weird. Do you like sobriety? No. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, but I kind of do. It's nice to tell people you're sober. That's for sure. I'm sober. Uh, I'm yeah. a sober person. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's teach your own. Cause I'm like, ah, my life isn't really that much different. It isn't, it isn't, like, everything is just it's a like modified it, experience. And it depends what on, like, it? what you're, like, so, what, do you, what kind of mods you want to stack from, on it? Because, like, I, I'll go sober from alcohol. Yeah, you know, right. Because, like, I'll be like, oh, I feel like shit, you know? Okay, so what if I give you an app and it's got a bunch of sliders on your hormones and your dopamine and your serotonin? And basically, you just pick the levels, mm -hmm. which is, like, your flavor of experience. And then I'm going to print you out a designer drug that gets mailed to you in three to seven days. Oh, no, because I'm paranoid of pills. Um, pills freak me yeah, out. Or injection. I mean, no, something. No, that, that's going to feel like heroin. What about like a patch? It's like a slow absorption. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. No, I can't patch do is like pretty good, I feel. Yeah. I'm just like weird about a lot of things. Like I, when I was in my early 20s, I went through like a weird six month phase where I was doing a lot of pills. Um, but I made like a really Did you take vitamins. Um, no, I, I drink a lot of teas. Like I get a lot of loose leaf herbal teas and that's how I get like just different antioxidants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah different stuff into my body. Like that. And I, I eat a lot of fruit and vegetables and stuff too. Yeah. Uh, I eat chicken. That's like really the only meat I eat. Um, chicken's the best meat. Yeah. But I, it's not like the most dense, but it's, I like, do my best to eat healthy. Eat a lot um, of chicken. You know, I don't really, I don't cook with salt. I don't really do sweets. I don't do any caffeine at all. Um, I only drink water and tea. Um, so yeah. your diet is pretty dialed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do my best to have like a really good diet. How much willpower does that take as a percentage of your total? Not much, man. Okay. I don't know. I was raised on a farm and we always had like good meals. And In terms of like total willpower per day that gets refreshed every time you sleep, what percentage is given to adhering on your diet? I guess since I'm so used to it now, because I used to be, a, I was a vegetarian for like six years. And so I just kind of got used to restricting. Yeah. Restricting from eating bad stuff. Um, and it's like, probably like the worst thing I eat is tacos, but that's not even really that bad for you. Can you assign a percentage? Is it too hard? Nah, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. Like ten percent, fifty percent of the willpower. Yeah, of, of the total pie of willpower. Um, I guess like seventeen percent. Seventeen? Yeah. 
that's a pretty good allocation. Yeah. I agree. Because I'm just like so used to it now. Where it's just like, I don't want to eat shitty foods. It, it makes you feel terrible. It makes you feel horrible. You feel yeah. like shit all, every but it, time. But like, I don't know. It's kind of fun to feel like shit. You feel good it's in the It's just fun to just be like, oh, I'm moment. just going to be in bed and like come yeah. lay here. But like, I, I'm very active. I'm very physically active too. Like I run a lot. That's a big problem with eating yeah. like shit is you can't do physical things. Yeah. Like I run a lot, a lot. Do you run? Me yeah. too. Because uh, well, like uh, I have a day job and I do ballet, but in my day job, I run like 10 miles a day. So I'm just. Oh, running around like, yeah. Yeah. Have like you I'm, used a step counter or like how do you yeah, figure my it phone, out? My phone. Oh, yeah. I keep my phone on me. Yeah. Uh, takes how many steps. 10 miles. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. But I used to run cross country too. So I'm kind of like. My stamina is really good. My endurance is really good. I, How long I, is cross country? Like an hour? Uh, it just depends on the races. It generally be like five k races, so three point two miles. Really? That's it? Cross country is five k? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, five k races. There's ten k races. You got half marathons. Yeah, like cross hill, cross. Well, it's really just like block. it's <laughs> not a track. Really, that's really what cross country is. It's trails and. Golf courses. These ultra marathoners, they're putting that, everyone that's to too shame. Much. Fuck that. I'm, I'm. I ran 14 miles one time, and I was like, "What? What the fuck?" Well, what's interesting what though about it, I don't. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> like for me, but what's interesting is that the body can adapt to it. So now we can observe the body that can, but your body's gonna get beat the fuck up too. It's gonna get beat the fuck up. But what if it, you can like somehow regenerate from that in the future using AI and medicine and future tech to figure out how to like run stem is, cell is not that new cartilage? I may do some stem cell shit. 3D print cartilage, like, your own cartilage. Uh, no, I'm not 3D printing shit, dude. That'd be pretty cool though. What if you could replace? They they your probably knee? are doing that. And if I needed that, and that was like all right, the are. only way I could like walk, I I think I saw like some. What if you could genuinely 3D, 3D prosthetics? print prosthetics? Yeah, I've seen like 3D printed that prosthetics for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. My buddy but is a, a 3D surgeon knee? that works on this stuff. I don't know that. That's a different level. What See, is? Yeah, I'm 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 paranoid of like the whole. Like the, I don't know. I want to like you've seen the Matrix, right? Yeah. All right, you remember the yeah, first Matrix? Uh, Every second the, of the it. two the <laughs> two brothers on the Nebuchadnezzar. Um, that, oh yeah, that didn't have that were the naturals. Uh, they didn't yeah. have like the, the brother. Yeah, 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 it was like Dozer. Yeah, Dozer and Jax or something, something no. or something like that. The two black anyway, dudes yeah, that were on the thing that weren't couldn't get plugged in. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm on. That's good. Don't get me plugged in. I don't want to be plugged in. Like, I can keep, respect that. Keep me natural. You know, dude. I'll be plugged in as soon as they let yeah, me. Yeah. No. 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 I don't want to get plugged in. Yeah, I think I would thrive in that to... world. I don't want to do it. I don't because I I know that I wouldn't have the once I'm in I'm in and I'm going all the way in. Yeah. I, I'll I'll get lost in it. I don't I don't need that because I I know myself very well. I know how Just I am. Focus. You know, like close the loop. It's too much. Too many possibilities. Can't do it. <laughs> nope. Don't plug me in. Keep me unplugged. Keep. Let me, I'll, I'll go live in the fucking woods. How do you think things are going to change in the next like 10 years or so? Are they going to get better or worse? Shit. My life will get better. <laughs> my yeah, life, that's a great attitude. My life Fuck will yeah. get better. Okay. My, yeah. that's my attitude too. Yeah, my life will get better. My life will get better. Regardless of what the fuck the world is on and what society is on. I like that. Guarantee it. Yeah. Because. Dog, we're like we said earlier, we're in a black mirror episode. Nothing makes sense anymore. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not falling for this shit. I'm not. I'm not falling into. This is a question cult. I like to ask. That's a rude question. 
and I can't help but ask it. But what do you think is reality? Do you have a specific religion? reality? Is the sun, is the trees, grass, the birds? That's reality. What if it's a virtual reality? I mean, if without that, we wouldn't be able to survive. What if we didn't have the sun, we would die? That's only true in this world, as so far as we can sense it. I know, but that's as far as I can sense it. And I know that, like, all right, if we didn't have these trees to give us oxygen, we would die. What if there's other things happening we can't perceive? All I can talk about is what I can perceive. Right, exactly. You know? Like, so whatever like, I'm aware of yeah. is all I experience. I mean, <laughs> keep yourself locked in a room and block out all your windows for a month and see how you feel. See how alive I wanna know you what's feel. going on. Like, I see, know what's see, going on. see how alive you feel. Oh, you know? I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel pretty alive. Yeah. I talk to chat GPT a lot. Yeah, see? Like <laughs> see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like I I need I need the human thing. I need the human interaction. I need the human touch. I need the human sight. I need I need that. Cause that that's what reality is to me. Because I'm like, okay, like Yeah, I agree actually. Yeah. That reality is experience. What your experience is yeah. is reality. Yeah, like anytime I feel the sun on me, I'm like, okay, this is yeah. real. I can sense and perceive and appreciate. It feels so good to have the sun. It feels on wonderful you. to have to have the sun on you. But if you're, yeah. you know, just have artificial lights on you all the time, yeah, it's like oh, the, it's. I mean, Is that I, why you like to I run? Feel, or I feel light on me, but the outside, yeah, like yeah. I mean, I was raised on a farm. I was raised or? on a farm, so I'm used to outside. I'm outside all the time. I got to be outside. That's. Yeah. I don't know that you. It's part of my childhood too. Yeah, you don't stay inside if you live on a farm in, in the country. You know, you go outside and do shit and sweat. And you want to why? Because we're fucking animals. Yeah, we are. Na- na- naturalistically, we're we're animals. So I love thinking about you know Huberman, his whole light thing. Yeah. You, yeah. So my dog wakes up every day and goes and faces the sun, and he just stares out, and he goes behind the curtain so he can get yeah. the sunlight. It, like it's crazy. Like, it, that it, shit's real. Yeah. We're animals. We have a certain um, thing that we've been adapted to. and That's why biology. I rode my bike over here. I was like, I'm not about to sit on the bus. It's a, the sun is out right now. I'm about to just yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy it the and, sunshine. We get a lot of it yeah, here right. in the weirdom of Austin, which yeah. is made all the more weird with all these new clubs. And But it's I, seriously, it's comedy. Yeah, it's like the cult of rogan austin or whatever you want to call man. it like whatever you want to do austin it's is a good not city it's bigger like than that it's it a it's it's bigger than that that's yeah. what's crazy because there is a, like a definite sense of community in a big city here which i like because it has that big city feel but it also has that community feel yeah because like in la is huge but you don't really have that sense of community in la because there's so many fucking people and so you in a lot of people have ill intentions yeah in la yeah, everyone's intention here is to go to their park with their dog or pretty whatever, much, you know, like pretty much that's 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 the lifestyle right here. Yeah, to go that's to the, the river, go to the whatever. All right, I will uh I will have to uh jump out pretty soon. Dude, let's wrap it up. Right, uh So, we should condense and coalesce what were the most this is one day I'm going to have chat GPT. Okay. And it's going to have like a running list of all of our topics and everything. Hell yeah. It'll be cool. But for now, uh, what did we talk about that mattered? Comedy. That always matters. That matters to me. Comedy is going to be a big deal out here. Austin's cool. Uh, 
we'll see what happens in the coming years. Yeah, we had a lot of good, we had really good conversations. Yeah, dude, this was yeah, uh, really, really fun. Good points. Yeah. Um, well, we had a couple more. Uh, what were we talking about? Reality. Just Reality. Like, what the fuck is it? The like, robots. Oh my the god! Fuckers taking over. Being yeah. Chipped. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cell phones. The fucking phones. Oh, it's a drug that everybody has. Uh, it's a drug. What is our phones? Our phones. So are you gonna take my drug? No, you're gonna stay natural. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take some on. drugs. I already, I, this is. I already have. This you could drug. have weed. You could just like dial in weed. Drug. Weed, weed is not. Weed is reality. What if my drug reality. made it impossible for that to be your drug? No, because then, no, no, because see, then the drugs I want to work may not work. Then it's gonna be real hard. You know, I think, yeah, to make designer yeah. drugs, but still, we should try our best. Yeah, I mean, they they got designer drugs out there. Yeah, I, I've seen some stuff at weird Hollywood parties. They have designer drugs out there. Okay, well, we'll save uh, that story for next time. <laughs> yeah. Where can people find you? Uh, all my social media is the same thing, Jordan the Unicorn, um, J-O-R-D-A-N-T-H-E-U-N-I-X-O-R-N. Yeah, that's where I put all my shows, all my clips. Um, follow the my podcast, Two Nap, Two Niggas in a Pod with Daniel West. Um, that social media tag is... Shout out to Two Nap. Yeah. Shouts out to Toonap. Shouts out to Dawa Studios. Shouts out to our producers. Cool, man. Uh, they help us out a lot. You can find that at Toonap Show. 2-N-A-P-S-H-O-W. And yeah, I'm doing comedy pretty much every week. All around Austin. Outside of Austin. Everywhere I can get on stage. Planning some some tours and stuff. So, yeah. Let's keep going. 2023. 2023. Jordan McDonald. Jordan I love McDonald. your style, man. This was a Thank great you. hang. Yes, Thanks sir. for coming on. Appreciate you having me, Caleb. Hell yeah. See you guys. Peace. Bye.